Hey, good morning. This is the Pitch Towards Holiness podcast. I'm Mike Kidwell. And I'm Michael Kidwell. And today we're going to be talking about set apart holy men of God, what that looks like and how we can begin. I'm currently, um, I want to read a scripture to you. It's in, it's in Romans. And this is, um, I'm sorry, it is not in Romans. It's in Philippians 3, 12 through 16. And this is Paul talking. He says, not that I've already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press forward towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Jesus Christ. Therefore, let us as many as are mature, have this mind, and if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule, let us be of the same mind. We're men here that um, are trying to figure out our walk with Christ, just like a lot of you are. We haven't figured out completely how to be holy men of God, but we're here to take an adventure together on the road to holiness, and hopefully along the way that we can help each other out, grow in Christ, and really learn how to be set apart men of God. I think this world is in desperate need of um, men that have their life dedicated to the service of Christ in eternity-building men. Stone by stone, brick by brick, relationship by relationship, we need men that are called by God that will answer that call and be set apart. And um, this podcast is not a podcast that's going to teach you how to be perfect, because we're not perfect. Oh, yeah, right. This podcast is going to be a podcast that is very transparent, and we'll show you our flaws and our weaknesses along the way. And we'll hopefully, um, as the scripture reads, we have not already obtained it, but we are striving towards holiness. Okay, so um, it's very important that everybody understands that holiness is a daily thing that that we have a choice in our life is to be set apart men of God. It's not something that you wave a magic wand and boom, you're holy. That's not the way it's going to work. It's going to be a lot like a um, daily process, and it's going to have a lot to do with your daily disciplines and Mm -hmm. So we're going to um, use the metaphor of baseball a lot because yeah. I think it's going to help us to understand um, what, what we need to do as men of God mm-hmm. to be set apart. So, um, Michael, will you describe to us a little bit of how a pitcher has to prepare for um, a major league baseball game? Um, because, you know, when we're watching baseball on TV, we see a pitcher and their performance but we don't see behind the scenes what it takes to get to that performance. Right, right, right. So I, I know that you've never been a major league pitcher, but you do love baseball. Unfortunately. And so why don't you go ahead and, um, with the research you've done, show us, um, talk to us about what that looks like for a pitcher to prepare for a major league baseball game. Yeah, absolutely. So typically... Um, a pitcher will have about four to five days in between his start. Um, so typically day one is his rest day. 
<clears throat> where he'll recoup from his last start. Um, it's typically where he'll just lay back and have an easy day. Um, he'll watch film and go over his last performance. So he doesn't just sit on the couch and eat potato chips? No, 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 no. No, it's usually studying film, going over his... Um... So, so what would be the need for studying film? Well, first you would go to your team and they provide all the film. And so typically they give you like a laptop or something and you would watch pitch by pitch of how you performed in that last game, whether it was all your good pitches, all your bad pitches that you need to improve upon. And so you would go one by one, watch how you executed, where you threw it, and based on who you're throwing to, what pitch you're throwing, and the count you have, they would go and they would study it, just like you're taking a math test, so that when you go back on that mound for your next start, you already know what you did wrong last start, so that you can correct upon it on this one. So as a probably a good pitcher reviewing film, they're probably looking at their bad pitches more than their good pitches. Oh yeah, right? absolutely, absolutely. Because you always want to find your mistakes so you can approve upon them. Because you you never want to go, oh yeah, I threw that bad pitch, but that was a bad hitter, so I can throw it again and hope he messes up. That you never want to do that. Because a pit as a pitcher, you're always wanting to come out and throw the best game possible. And if one slips and you get lucky, you can't count upon that every time. Because in the major leagues, even the worst teams have really good hitters. And so you you have to remember that every time you're on the mound, this guy's just as good as I am, so I have to come with my best stuff every time. Man, and that's just just like our walk with Christ. We're going to really use the metaphor of um, the hitters being what the enemy can send to the plate, what right. the devil can send to the plate. And um, our pitches, what what those look like and what they are, and we'll talk about them not just all today, but we'll kind of slowly um, digest what that looks like in a metaphorical sense of pitch by pitch how we can attack the enemy with the um, the the weapons that the Lord gives us. Right. So so kind of give us some more about what that looks like. So that's day one. Um, I know that they you know have three or four days in between um, right. performances. So talk about what that other stuff might look like. So, <clears throat> excuse me, day two will be mostly a cardio day, um, running on the treadmill, maybe depending on if they want, swim some laps, um, really kind of just keep the body moving. You never want to just have a full day of doing nothing. Because your body always needs to be in motion so that you're fresh come your next start. Mm. So cardio is usually the second day. Third day, you'll start to lift. Whether it's upper body, lower body, you always want to make sure your muscles are fine-tuned. Especially as a major league um, baseball player, your body needs to be in like tip-top shape because you're constantly moving when it comes game day. Mm -hmm. So you want to make sure your body's at its peak. Yeah. And so day three, 
you'll pretty much do cardio and lifting, and then you'll start to throw a bullpen with the catcher so that you can start getting your pitches ready for the next start. And then the next day, um, depending on if you have a four-day or a five-day, um, typically the next day you'll start um, that game. So typically that'll be your game day. Okay. And so for game days, um, usually you'll wake up early and then you already start to prepare as soon as you wake up. I, I read an article um, last night. I don't have the exact website, but it was by an MLB pitcher. He said that every morning of a game day, he would wake up and he would meditate for three hours. Because if his mind wasn't right, mm. then his body wouldn't perform right. A lot going towards mental preparation with the reviewing of the film and you know, just getting their mind right for their pitch performance and everything that they have to do to get ready for that game. Um, it, it could be um, very bad for a major league pitcher if they were heavily distracted. Right. And, I mean, there's a lot of MLB players that are very emotional players. And mm -hmm. so if they get in their head, they don't perform well. Yeah. And so he, he had a quote in that article that said, how you prepare reflects how you perform. And that, that really means so much because um, just like you used to tell us when you coached us, how you practice is how you play. Yeah. You know, I coached Little League Baseball for – 20 years and um the, i always told the players that baseball you know this was little league that i was coaching but i always told the players that baseball was 90 percent mental and 10 percent talent and um that's probably not the right equation for the major leagues but for little leagues that is the perfect equation because a lot of times if they um, didn't have enough confidence they didn't believe in themselves um, they got down on themselves. Like you said, they get in their mm -hmm. head. They weren't able to perform. So I always attacked um, that first as a coach, is getting the kids mentally prepared by encouraging them, um, really reinforcing what I believe them to be able to do, and, um, and just believing in them. And in doing that, that gave them a lot of the um, strive and the the confidence to do what they were able to do. So I, I think, you know, the mental preparation is so important, not just in baseball, but in our spiritual life, because um, the devil attacks us first in our mind. Mm -hmm. If he can send a lie, an invitation for us to send to our mind, then um, he can get us to believe that. And sometimes that lie starts off with a half-truth, right? Right. Right. I mean, it just doesn't always look like... Um, you know, just a, a blatant thing. It sometimes looks like a half-truth that he's melded into a lie. And um, so if he can get you to believe that lie and get you to sin, then he can get you off your game. Right. And he can get you um, to, to um, be distracted by what you're supposed to be focused on, and that's the kingdom building. And um, he can get you to um, throw a bad pitch, mm -hmm. spiritually speaking, mm -hmm. and then the enemy will hit a home run. A right, lot of times right. because you've made that bad pitch. So that preparation that you're talking about for a major league pitcher, um, it has all to do with our preparation spiritually. Um, our spiritual disciplines day to day, um, we're not always going to get attacked by the enemy every single moment of every single day. 
but we are going to get attacked by the enemy. Right. And we need to be prepared when those batters come to bat with those lies and those temptations. And we need to be able to know how to get the, the them out, right? Right. So we need to be able to review our mistakes. We need to be able to um, focus on the next pitch and um, do our best to strike the enemy out with the um, power of the Holy Spirit, the Word of God, with prayer, with meditating, like you were mm-hmm. saying, on God's Word, not just praying um, always to... Um, be the person that's the one-way conversation, but also meditating on His Word right. and listening. listening right, because so the, Lord, the Lord wants to speak to us. We just have to take time to stop and pause and listen. But that's the thing. How many times do we stop and pause? We just always want to be the person that's carrying on the conversation. We want God to hear us, right? Right. right? We want him, want him to hear us, and um, a lot of times we forget that He wants to speak to us. Right. And personally for me, when it comes prayer, I always forget that not all the time do I have to constantly pray my requests. Sometimes I just need to listen to what he has for me for that day. Because here recently, I've been trying to improve upon on my job. And so I keep asking and asking and asking. But I keep hearing, maybe just wait. Maybe just pause. Right now, you're trying to throw your arm out, but maybe you just need to rest. Take an off day, just like pitchers do. They take off days. And so, sometimes you just need to take a moment and just wait on the Lord. I, I agree. That's, you know, in Romans 12, 1 and 2, it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. So it's our reasonable service Mm -hmm. to sacrifice our whole body, our whole mind, and our whole soul to be holy and acceptable to God. And it says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God, Romans 12, 1 and 2. So how do we transform our minds? That's what we really need to focus on. The middle, the mental preparation part today is transforming our minds. How do we, how do, we do that? Um, what does that look like? It's so easy to talk about it, but right. let's... So, so Michael, what, what is something that you would do to begin the process of transforming your mind? Well, a lot of the times it's changing my focus. I focus on the negative so many times. And because of that, just like when it came to me pitching, I would focus on one bad thing I did, and it would mess up the rest of the game for me. You just need to move on and focus on that next pitch. And a lot of the times that's not the case for me. I... I focus on the negative, and I let it get me down. And so that's one way for me that I can um, transform and renew is just to, all right, well, I messed up here. Let me go and... Focus on the next pitch. Exactly, exactly. And not, not try to remain in that one bad spot because... Yeah, it's it happened. It's over with. But now 
Now it's time to throw another pitch. But that's what the enemy wants you to do. He wants you to focus on your last mistake, and hopefully you get that. He gets that same next pitch so he can hit you over the fence again. But really, it's it's it comes down to our mental preparation um, each day to set our minds on the things above, not the things of this earth, so we can be used as holy men of God. And and um, in First Thessalonians four verses three through eight, it says for. This is the will of God, your sanctification. Sanctification is very important because that's the daily process of becoming like Jesus. Basically, that's what that means. For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you should abstain from sexual immorality, that each of you should know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and honor, not in passion of lust like the Gentiles do, who do not know God, that no one should take advantage of and defraud his brother in this matter, because the Lord is the avenger of all such. As we also forewarned you and testified, for God did not call us to uncleanness, but in holiness. Therefore, he who rejects this does not reject man, but rejects God, who has also given us the Holy Spirit. So, we have to start giving away. We have to start rejecting the things of the world. That's that's the the first thing. You know, the the things of this world, the lust of the eyes, the right. lust of the flesh, the pride of life. Those are the things that are of the world and not of God. Mm-hmm. And those are the things that we need to begin rejecting. And to be able to do that, you have to really be led by the Holy Spirit. That um, there's no way that you can do it by yourself. You might be able to go one day. Um, captivating your mind on your own will and your own power, mm-hmm. but it's not going to last the long haul. You, you're going to have to have the leading and guiding of the Holy Spirit, and that's only going to come through spiritual disciplines. Right. And right. that's that daily walk with with Jesus through reading His Word and really not just reading it to read it, but reading it to um, draw closer to Him mm-hmm. and praying and then meditating on his word and listening and um, then then walking it all out. That's the hard part. You know, it's easy. You can begin a spiritual discipline of walking with Christ um, each morning, spending time in the word, listening to some worship, um, spending time in prayer. But but then it's really hard once you have to walk out the door and walk it out, right? Right, right, right. I mean, that's when the enemy really starts sending his batters to the plate. And um, that's that mental preparation starts kicking in, and the Holy Spirit starts leading you when you really dedicate that first part of your morning and your mm-hmm. first part of your day to Him. Right. So, as we go on this journey, um, there's going to be a lot of times that the enemy is going to send us all temptations. Again, we're not perfect men. We're we're men um, that are striving for holiness. We're not holy men perfect men, um, and, and we're just checking all the boxes, we're striving for holiness each day. Mm-hmm. So we want to be set apart for the use of God, for the service of the kingdom of God, but we know that along the way we are going to throw some bad pitches, right. and the enemy's going to get a hit off of us. But it's that mental preparation that we focus on the next pitch and what we can do to correct it that is really going to help us to get the enemy out. Right. 
And a lot of the time, um, you got to focus on your strengths. Because a pitcher doesn't go and be like, oh, well, this is my worst pitch. I'm going to throw it all the time. He's going to throw his best pitch 99% of the time. And sometimes it doesn't it doesn't fly the way we want. And that's that's when um, bad things happen is whenever you're focusing on your weakness rather than your strength. That's correct. You know, um, Revelations 12, 11 says what our best pitch should be. Mm-hmm. It, it says that we overcome him by the word, by the blood of the lamb. In the word of our testimony, and we do not love our life unto death. So, the first thing that we need to um, do is plead the blood of Jesus over ourselves. Um, we need to be men of repentance, and when we make mistakes, take it to the cross, um, ask God to forgive us, and and really wholeheartedly repent and turn away from those things, and leave it at the cross. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we ask for forgiveness, and then we go pick up those those dirty things that. We left at the cross, we go pick them up again, you know. But we, we need to learn that discipline of leaving it there at the cross um, and, and really rely on God to help us walk that out. Mm-hmm. And then the blood of the Lamb and then the word of our testimony, that's the word of God. But that's also what He's done in you. That's your story, what God has done in your life. And that should never be... You know, years 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 ago, this is what God did for me. This it should be fresh. It right, should be right, what right. He's done lately, um, because God should always be working in your life. Mm-hmm. And um, there's always going to be stuff that we have to overcome, bad pitches that we've made, um, that that along the way that we're going to have to say, "Look, God, I'm sorry I made a bad pitch, but help me make the next pitch mm-hmm. to be able to get the enemy out." Because I know that this is a this is a um, this is not a sprint. This is a marathon. Right, right. You know, so we, we can't we can't lose heart if we make one bad mistake, because we do have a God that loves us, that has grace for us, and His grace is sufficient for us. Yeah, and the Lord is basically like our pitching coach, and He already has the perfect game plan for you to go and attack the devil. He does, and He already has what pitch you need to throw, where you need to throw it. And how you're going to get him out every time. And then we just have to go and execute. And so, um, a lot of the times, we go and we throw a ball in the dirt. And we we don't ask for a new ball. We just go, hey, give me that one and let me retry it. And so, sometimes we just got to do it. And then be like, alright, let me get a new ball and... Try again. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the, the Word of God is so essential in helping us to get the, the enemy out. You know, look at major league pitchers and most, not all, but most major league pitchers, their best pitch is a fastball. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and you look at these major league pitchers now these days, and a lot of them can throw 95 to 100 miles an hour, right. like with ease. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's crazy, right? And so our best pitch for the enemy um, it is going to be the Word of God. Right. And speaking it, not just um, memorizing the Word of God and half-heartedly reciting it, but speaking it 
when those temptations come. And that's how we strike him out is, first of all, with our best pitch, the word of God. And um, so it's really important for us as men of God to hone that skill of locating that fastball, Mm -hmm. being able to throw it for strikes and not just, you know, reciting it half-heartedly, but really with purpose and faith and conviction behind it, put the enemy on the run by speaking the word of God um, to him. Because it says in James 4, 7, that if we submit to God, okay, if we're obedient to his word, then we can resist the devil right, and he'll flee from us. Right. But there's no resistance without submission. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing that we're going to have to do as men of God, striving for holiness, is to submit to his word and to really get into his word so we have those fastballs to throw at the devil. Right, right. And... Um, I really like Romans one sixteen where it says, I am unashamed for the gospel. And we can all say that, but it's really walking it out. Yeah. Because you can go to work and you can think, oh, well, I'm unashamed for the gospel. And then someone's like, hey, man, I'm having a bad day. And you're like, oh, okay, and brush them off. Instead, you should be like, oh, well, let me pray for you. Yeah, and those are those divine opportunities that God sends us that we have to be available and and ready for them, but right. how can we be ready for them if we're not even prepared ourselves? Exactly. And that, you know, so often that happens, whether it's from um, long hours or a lot, lot of things on our plate or, you know, the first thing that we seem to discard is our spiritual discipline life. And that should be the very last thing that goes. That mm-hmm. should be your relationship with Christ should be more important than your family. It should be more important than your job. It should be more important than relationships, your hobbies, your interests. Um, It should be the most essential, important thing in your life because without Christ, you can do none of those things effectively. Right. And you won't be able to throw any good pitches on um, your own. You really need to rely on the the Gatorade that God gives you, which is the Holy Spirit. Mm Mm-hmm. And man, when you're you're full of that, and um, you've got that energy drink um, running through your veins, and you you're really relying on the word of God, you're gonna be able to throw your fastball. You're gonna be able to locate it where it needs to be, and you're gonna be able to strike the enemy out. Right, you're you're right. And a lot of the times, um, we we don't prepare, and because of that, we don't perform. Mm. So I mean, it's it's what it comes down to is preparation. And um, so we, we can beat this dog to death, but I think everybody gets the gist of it that preparation is where it's going to begin. Mm-hmm. If you want to be a holy man of God set apart, um, let's get prepared. Right. Let's start gearing up now. And if if you haven't been prepared in the past, that's okay. Don't focus on that. Let's go ahead and get in the game. Um, let's Let's rely on God to to help you throw your best pitch. And, and and let's not worry about past performance, but let's worry about what God can do in the now with right. us. So let's, let's focus on that, and let's focus on um, what, what God's going to do with us. So let's pray. And um, I hope this, this podcast um, will help some guys um, as we move 
into the next um, sessions, diving into holiness even more. Um, this is going to be something that we're going to learn from, mm-hmm. and then I hope it's something that other people can learn from too. Again, we're going to be transparent. We're going to be honest. We're going to share our life stories and mistakes, and hopefully that will help you to get back in the game, to make your best pitch, and strike the enemy out. Amen. Let's pray. Well, Lord God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for everything you're going to do in us and through us. Lord God, we just pray that we will start making a choice to prepare every day. That we would wake up and we would start diving into your word. That we would wait for you. That we would just take a moment before we even took a shower, before we brushed our teeth, before we ate breakfast. That we would just set some time to where we can reflect and just to breathe and what you have for us for that day. Lord God, I just pray that as we go each and every episode, that your presence would be through us, because we're not trying to show everybody that we're good. We're trying to show everybody that you're good. And Lord God, we ask that you would continue to bless us, and that you would give us a great day. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, we'd like to thank you for tuning in to Pitch Towards Holiness podcast. I'm Mike Kidwell. And I'm Michael Kidwell. Signing off for now. Have a great day.